0: Blue Nile.com. One,
1: two, three It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next. What is up, Barry Mother D? What is up, Craig? How are you tonight? Do you didn't notice I said Barry Mother D? No. Oh, I said it, Barry Motherfucking. Oh, so, oh, oh, sorry. Oh. Your mom's gonna be upset. Mommy's <laughs> gonna be upset. Because now not only do I have my mom telling me I curse too much, but Barry's mom is now saying that I curse uh, well, can you read that text? Do you still have it? Cause that really upset me. It did. I, yes. I didn't even think she'd listen. It was your stuff. mom's. First of all, it was your mom's fucking tone, Barry. In that text is very
0: disrespectful. It started off very positive. <laughs> all right, so she texted me. This was um, last week. She said, "Um, listen- why is
1: why is she listening to the show,
0: Barry?" I don't know. I guess maybe if she's bored. I don't know. She's, you know, she's retired. She's living down in Florida, retired. She's probably got nothing to do all day. She doesn't, she's not active. You know, my father plays golf and water volleyball and pickleball and he's doing stuff all day. My mom doesn't do anything. He plays water volleyball? He plays water volleyball. He's like the president of the water volleyball league in their community. Are they in like a, a are they in
1: like a really old, old people community or normal? No, no. It's an old person's community like what what ages like are they more
0: are they he's one like, of the younger are they he, some of the younger people in it you know what uh I mean? actually they're probably either average or maybe a little younger <laughs> and they're turning 70.
1: all right so what was your mom's text? because she's so got nothing she, better to do while your dad's playing fucking water polo or volleyball whatever <laughs> fuck it is
0: she said listen to your hoops nation podcast very engaging Buster speaks well. Can do without Craig saying fuck every other sentence. It's way too much. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is Dorkin. <laughs>
1: if you're listening to this right now, I'm sorry. I'll try to curtail it, I guess. Cause... Craig, don't
0: curtail anything. You be you. No, because okay? you know
1: what? Then, I, then, I'm, then it gets in my head. And I'm like, am I really saying it? Am I really saying fuck every other sentence? Is that true?
0: Because if that's true, that is too much. I don't think it's true. You know, you start. We start off the show with it, so it's like in your face right out of the gate. I have been listening back lately and noticing
1: that I and you actually use the word like a lot. So I'm trying to work on that.
0: Yeah, that that annoys me when I hear other people say that. So (laughs) I'll try to try to let's try to do
1: that. Fewer likes and fucks. Sounds good. How was poker night, dude? I, I was so pissed that I missed that. Barry had this poker night at his house that we have talked about on this show. And then there was a big snowstorm that day. I yeah. fucking went. I, tre- I trekked through the snowstorm to go to Disney on Ice in New Jersey. How was that? That was great. I got these sweet tickets from my company, which made like, which oh, like, fuck, fuck, like. which made uh, going to just easy with kids. We, We got escorted to this private entrance and brought up through an elevator and barely had to interact with other people, which is perfect for me. And then how many people are in the actual suite? In the suite, there were about eight other people Right, uh, which was fine, and l- and luckily it was no one I recognized from work or anything, which is right. perfect.
0: So is that the type of situation where like you get to know them and it's like, hey, how are you? You introduce everybody, or or no, you your every family sticks to themselves. Now we were
1: ten minutes late because of the storm and it was dark. Nobody, yeah, they 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 kept seeing me come in and out with all this free popcorn and soda. I was just so going to ask kept, if there they kept was free asking food me where I was getting it because they didn't know. So I, I showed them. I'm the, I wasn't even sure if I was supposed to be taking this stuff, but there was an area with free shit by some other suites. I just figured, why not try? Right. But how was Poker Night? Because I missed that, because I did not want to go back out in that storm after I finally got back.
0: Yeah, no, it was pretty bad, actually, the the weather. I mean, especially around me, like, they don't really plow the roads too much. But Poker Night wasn't bad, right? No, no, it was good. I mean, we were, uh, so we were expecting 15 people. But because of the weather, you know, people were kind of dropping left and right, so it was down to nine which worked out fine because i had like you know originally set up two tables you know but since there was only nine people we were able to start off with one table i was the first one knocked out <laughs> what yeah and did you buy back one? in because you said you're gonna offer that so i offered buybacks for the first hour but i got knocked out like an hour and 10 minutes in um so no, I couldn't buy back in. Wow! You know, I was I was playing my hand. I was playing my hand really well. I was playing it hard, and then you know the the guy that ended up knocking me out. Or not, he didn't knock me out, but like he took a bunch of my chips. This particular hand that set me back, he caught a river card. You know, at the end, mm. but, uh, you know, tough break. I guess we should talk about the Knicks,
1: right, at some point.
0: Yeah, we should probably get into that. I think that's why, you know, people are listening.
1: How about this news today that came out?
0: There was a bunch of news that started a coming bunch out of news. Today, So a go bunch ahead. of
1: interesting things. Thank God, because right, I don't There's know if I want to talk, talk about. about the Cleveland win or the Lakers game. I don't have much to say about the
0: Lakers. What do you? What's there to talk about, Barry? Yeah, I mean the Knicks are what nine nine out. Of, they they've lost nine out of their last eleven games.
1: The only thing I want to talk about in that Lakers game is how Frank almost threw down one of those dunks again. Almost. Yeah. yeah. On fucking Dwight Howard.
0: Fucking Frank.
1: <laughs> Frank is he's he's torturing me.
0: Yeah, I I know he can't he can't he can't land a shot. He can't finish tor- at the rim. Whether you know even layups, he hasn't been able to you know finish on. You know he gets to the rim. He gets around his man a lot of the times, but he can't finish. What the fuck is going on though? For real, does
1: he just have the worst? I feel like he's got the worst luck, Frank, because his luck. They're just. I feel like they're just missing. It's not. It's not like but, when Dennis Smith Jr. goes on out there and his jump shot is just totally broken, right? But it that's just the thing, never Craig. Seems like, to fall for Frank. What is the deal?
0: Exactly. But if it was like once in a while that he missed an easy shot, yeah, you could say it's bad luck. But I mean, it's consist. He consistently misses. So at, at some point, you got to say, okay, he's not unlucky. You know, maybe he's just a, a bad shooter. Maybe you know he doesn't have offensive. I'm not going to say offensive awareness because he does have awareness. It has nothing to do with that. It's just putting the ball through the hoop. What was he? Was he zero
1: for five against the Lakers? Is that where he finished?
0: I don't know if that where he finished. I know he was at one point, but regardless.
1: Aside from him not being able to put anything in the basket, I thought he played pretty well. Is that is? Am I just
0: biased? Well, you and a lot of other people are then, because even Mike Breen went on about it, and it even bothered me to a certain extent because I was sick and tired of hearing about it. And I'm not a Frank hater, okay? But even Mike Breen was like, he's over for 5. But you know, Clyde, there's a lot of intangibles that he brings to the Knicks, you know, that don't show up in the box score. Right. You know, he's, saying, got, his, yeah, he's even, got his imprint all over this game.
1: Even when he's over, he's playing great D. He's affecting yeah, yeah. the game. He's playing I mean, aggressive. <laughs> but he, I don't know. I didn't maybe feel I, maybe that much I of am. that. Maybe I that am game. biased, dude. I don't know.
0: I mean, there are some I games like that I've felt that. I feel like about. he's
1: really putting it all out there where I get frustrated with guys like Kevin Knox or
0: DSJ when they're out there because it just doesn't seem like they care. Craig, it's 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 not even just those two guys. It It's pretty – it's the majority of this team. Uh, I mean even, even in the Cleveland game that they won, in this Lakers game that they lost, and all throughout this season when I'm watching this team play – I don't feel like I'm watching an NBA team. I feel like I'm watching, I feel like I walked into a YMCA on open gym night and I'm watching a pickup game the way that the Knicks play ball. They don't care. It looks like they don't give a shit. They don't hustle. They're just going through the motions and then, you know, a timeout will be called and I'm like, oh, somebody actually cares about this team. They call the timeout. Oh no, it's just Mike Miller that actually cares because the players obviously don't and it's showing. And it's really frustrating. And I know when you when when all these losses start to pile up, it affects you. And it's going to affect your mood. And it's going to affect your play. And it's really hard to stay focused and to keep the intensity up when you're going through all these losses. And most of the time in these games, you're down. But but come on, show me something. Show me something.
1: And that's pretty unbelievable when you consider this Ian Begley article that came out. <laughs> yeah. Right? According to oh, sources, God. Nick's brass set playoff expectations for Fisdale and the players before the start of this season. Steve Mills and Scott Perry believe the Knicks were a playoff team, according to Begley, and anything less than that would be a disappointment. And here you are, Barry, telling me that this looks like
0: a team that you'd see at the YMCA. Craig, this front office, (laughs) Craig, I mean, I could be swayed, all right, and and if I kind of zoom out at everything... I can look at I could have looked until that article came out at least. I could have looked at this front office and said, "Okay, I understand what they're doing. They didn't get the max guy, so they, they put themselves in a good position. They got a lot of one-year deals. They got a lot of team options. They signed an above-average player in Julius Randle. That's great. They um, you know, they 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 put themselves in a good position. Even even their even their draft selections I haven't had a problem with to this point. But for them to look at this roster and think that they put together a team that can make a run at the playoffs, are you out of your mind? It, it, it's it's stuff like that that makes me want them the hell out of here if that's really how they felt. Because you cannot assess talent if you put this team together and looked around the league and thought that they were going to be a playoff contender. That's where I draw the line. Right, so that's one part of it, right?
1: Their perception of this team that they constructed them thinking they were playoff contenders. That's one part of it. The other part right. is I'm confused. I am very confused as to what <laughs> what their plan is. Because well, like you said, when they signed these guys, it was a it was like the backup plan, right? We didn't get KD, we didn't get Kyrie, we didn't get anyone else. They they signed all these players to short term deals. Very team friendly deals, honestly. Even really? Randall isn't god awful. No, because they can it can end after two years. They can just walk away. Yeah, and he's making. In my
0: opinion, he's making what he's worth.
1: Yeah, I think it's fine. I think people overreact to Randall, but but right, this was the backup plan. They signed all these guys to one or two year deals. kept kept the salary cap, you know, kind of open for the future. They didn't trade away any young guys. Trade away, away any picks. They still have all their picks. And they were saying the right things to the public. They weren't saying they expected to make the playoffs. They were saying that they wanted just to build like to start building a culture here, you know, show win a little bit more. Right. Right. Not 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 cripple us financially with any crazy big deals for players that aren't deserving of those contracts. Yet behind closed doors, those two fucking idiots, Steve Mills and Scott Perry, are sitting talking about or thinking that they have constructed a fucking playoff team. a playoff team
0: unless i mean unless the only other way to look at it is like they think they're they're motivating the team by saying this to them you know so maybe maybe they don't believe it maybe they're like you know they're just trying to pep talk this team up you know they're trying to boost them up a little bit you know by by giving them confidence
1: you can't have these two lanes that you're in you like one lane where you're firing coaches and holding players and a team to an sta- unreasonable standard, and the other one where you're telling everybody, you know, we're just trying to grow slowly, rebuild the right way.
0: Okay, so let me let me defend them a little bit, okay? I don't mind playing both sides here. Let me define, defend them. Actions speak louder than words, right? At the end of the day, no matter what walk of life you're in, it, it, it doesn't matter what you say, it matters what you do, right? And if you simply look, again, zoom out, and you look at what they're doing, there are some positives. I mean, what did you expect from this team? Look, we expected more than 11 wins at this point, or 12 wins at this point. But again, like you pointed out, they've got tremendous amount of flexibility, tremendous amount of cap room coming up. They got eight players on this roster that are 24 years old or, or younger, and that's not even counting Dot, who's 25, and Alfred, who's 25, and Randall is 25. So they have they, lined themselves up in a good way. The biggest beef that I've got with this season, and I think a lot of people do, comes down to minutes. And that's probably not a front office thing. And you, you now you could say that they're they're mandating or they're you know, they're they're getting in Miller's ear and they're forcing his hand to play the vets. I, I don't I don't know that that's true. Well, if they you know? believe if their their goal is to make the
1: playoffs this year, Barry, that's
0: why those minutes are like that. But I mean, at what point does reality set in if that is really what they what they want? That's why it's it's really hard for me to put too much stock in things that are written in these articles and things that anybody says, um, you know, because it could just be posturing. Again, it could be just, you know, motivation type talk. It could, you know, other stuff you hear about them not wanting to trade this guy or, you know, these things are off the table could just be them saying the right things in order to get best deals from other teams. You know, so at the end of the day, it comes down to what they I do, mean, but which there's is why no February 6th is so this important because this then just, we're going to see – well, we're going to see the motivation behind these guys and the plan. You know, we've got about two weeks to go before the deadline. Then, then we'll be able to say – you know, really say, okay, this – this is what happened, this is what they did, and maybe this is what they wanted all along.
1: But Barry, I don't don't know. I'm just, I'm tired of all of this. I spoke to my therapist last night. Did you talk about the Knicks? We started to. We we said we were going to talk about it next time. I brought it, second week in a row, I brought them up towards the end. I still don't feel confident enough to just Talk about that right from the get go. Did you? I've been starting or? to get really <laughs> honest with my therapist lately. I feel like I'm starting to get comfortable. <laughs> right. Okay, right. Start to talk to her like she's you almost. Okay. At the end, I was like, you know, to be honest, we, we got it we have to talk about how miserable my favorite sports team makes me. Yeah, I feel stupid talking to you about it. But I, I was like, I've been noticing we talk about the same shit week after week, and this would be different. And I know it's crazy that they affect my life this much. Because if we were winning, I think I'd be a much happier person in life. And I told her we've been losing consistently for like 20 years. And it's the same shit every season, Barry. You just talking to me about this minutes and people talking about the vets getting these minutes. They want the young guys to get the minutes. Dude, this is, it's Groundhog's Day every season for this team. I've been talking about the same shit for three, four years. I'm talking about that same thing for three years for just Frank alone. Yeah, every year.
0: Yeah, and this year, you know, when you look at the, you know, the amount that DSJ has missed and how, you know, b- between all his injuries and personal stuff and just what the fact that he hasn't been able to play, he's
1: mysteriously is- <laughs> gone for so long. And then all of a sudden, in the last game before before this Lakers game, right? Yeah, he's on the court, passing like he's available. What the fuck? Where?
0: I what, it, how yeah. is
1: that possible? and then he's in there for three minutes at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, but my point is, you know, you would have thought, yeah, Nilakina should be averaging more minutes. He's at like 21.6 minutes per game. And, you know, you thought he was going to be sharing the duties with Alfred a little bit more even-handedly, but Alfred's got, you know, four or five minutes on him a game. Knox is another guy, you know, we thought going into the season, he should be getting a lot of minutes. He's at like 19.1 minutes per game.
1: Because he's he's awful, Barry.
0: Well, what do you want to do? I mean, this is year two for him. How's Everyone's he going to get better, Craig? Right?
1: With RJ not in there right now, all the young guys, all the young guys are struggling.
0: What's Mitchell Robinson? I mean, well, we know Mitchell Robinson's reason. You know, a lot of a lot of it was foul trouble. But even games that he's not in foul trouble, we're not. But now Mitchell's in this minutes. in this slump where, dude, he's not putting the ball through the hoop at all. No, and and he 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 said that he's going to start, but we've heard that before. I heard that at the beginning of the season.
1: Well, I, I mean, but now he's not even dunking the. He's not even putting the ball in from the paint. Yeah. He's not getting the alley-oops he was. Everyone's saying that the teams are adjusting to him because they know you know, he does one thing, essentially. He sets right. a pick and rolls to the basket. Right,
0: right, and they're playing, they're playing him.
1: I don't understand. Tell me this whole shooting thing, all right? Have you been seeing actually all of this angst towards Mitchell and, and his agent on Twitter? Have you noticed any of it? I
0: saw one one interaction. Do you get Do you get the whole Mitchell
1: shooting thing? How he swears that he's got this shot that he just hasn't unleashed yet because it's not part of the Knicks' game plan or some shit like that. When, I don't. I don't... <laughs> when do they plan? I, I'm a big Mitch fan and a fan of his agent Mayar, and they've both been talking on Twitter a lot about his shot and his offensive capabilities. And the fact that he could do it just like Anthony Davis if he, if, he, if he wanted to. All right, what are they waiting for? Is this bullshit? Is this one of those things where you just say that for a few years, wait for Mitch to be ready to sign a new contract somewhere? You, you just don't want to show the world that he actually doesn't have any of that game? So you're holding it back, holding it back, holding it back. What's the reason why this man hasn't taken more
0: than one shot this entire season? I, I don't know because it's not like it's not like he's tried to take a bunch and he's missed horribly. He just doesn't even attempt them. He is wide. He doesn't open. look.
1: You can't tell me it's because the it doesn't fit into the Knicks' offensive system. What's the He'll thing that the you learn? Nobody anywhere near him, not even from behind the three-point line. He doesn't
0: even consider it. One of the first things you learn in basketball as a little youngster is when when you get the ball, you can shoot, pass, or dribble. And as soon as he gets the ball, you know, if he's further than five feet from the basket, he doesn't look to do any of those things except pass. He doesn't look to dribble. He doesn't look to shoot. He just hands it right off again. He's just His eyes are automatically looking for the next player to hand it off to. And I know a lot of times it's because, you know, they're involved in a play that they're running and guys are coming off screens and he's got to get it to the next guy. But once in a while, that should be an option for you. You know, I, I I don't believe that that he's the next Steph Curry, you know, or even Anthony Davis with his with his jumper. Even but, Anthony Davis. No, I'm not until I see it, Craig. <laughs> no, of course not. Talk about one of the greatest
1: players in the game. Exactly. I just want to see if he has the offensive capability of Frank fucking Nilekina.
0: Right. Not
1: asking for much. And I love you, Mitch. You have to stop this. I think I think it was Mayar tweeted about how he has this offensive game. And someone wrote back, "Well, why haven't we seen it?" And then someone defended Mitch that he knows from his hometown. He's like, "Trust me, I, I've see, I've played with Mitch. I see it on the court. Fucking, where is it then? Give us something." One of the biggest problems with one of with all of our young guys, Barry, and I do I do appreciate all of them, and I am not upset that we picked them. I think they all have a ton of potential, and they're all still still really young. Have you noticed though that? every single one of them maybe aside from RJ but Knox Frank Mitch Trier they're not well-rounded basketball players
0: they each have like their one thing right what what's what's Knox's one thing that he's great at
1: well even well when he's playing well he he's got the potential to be <laughs> okay you're uh, backtracking <laughs> it's his shot i mean i don't know It's his shooting it's when he's not, playing right?
0: well it's his shot
1: yeah, that's that's all that's I can grasp at for him right now. Okay. What would you think it is?
0: I <laughs> I'm at a loss. <laughs> one thing that he's great at. I think he's okay at he's a bunch of things. He's not great.
1: I'm not saying they're all great at one thing, but they're <laughs> okay. they're one dimensional. Okay. All right, Mitch, it's his it's his block shots, his rebounding, his defense. Frank, it's his defense. Trier, it's it's his iso game. Do you think that the nick that Knicks fans give Frank a huge benefit of the doubt? You know, we, we always defend him. But these other guys like Trier, Knox, when they're not playing well, we let them hear it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's almost like what you alluded to, how, you know, some of these players have, like, one thing that they're really good at. I mean, Frank's D is really, really good. You know, there's not much improvement that he needs there. Um, you just want, the, you know, other parts of his game to kind of rise up, you know. Not even necessarily to that level, but just you know become a positive. did you see the David Fisdale on Sports Nation clip? I didn't watch it. no, oh, I read great. a little bit of clips so I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't watch it. I
1: should have well he he spoke nicely about the team and the young guys on the team. Brian Winhorst kept saying that you know when the Knicks first hired Fisdale when Mills and Perry were at that press conference with fisdale he that he. That was one of the most positive feelings he's had about the Knicks in a long time and that he believed in their plan. But unfortunately, the Knicks' plan of this slow rebuild at some point changed. My question for you, Barry, is we're two weeks away from the trade deadline. Do we have any idea what this plan now is? Do we think it's changed from what it was when we first hired Fisdale? And how do we think it's going to affect this trade deadline, especially with this news that Mills and Perry believe... That they were supposed to be playoff bound. Are they going to be making deals to try and make the playoffs this season? No way. Are they going to be making deals for the future? Are they going to be holding yes. on to guys like Morris? Just because no. they think maybe they could turn this shit around this season? No. 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 Are you nervous about them? I think that we should lock fucking... Somebody needs to kidnap I'm, Scott I'm not Perry and Steve it.
0: Mills and not let them free until after the trade deadline. <laughs> I'm not going to stress it yet because, like I said, I, I don't have an issue with their signings over the summer because of the flexibility that it gave them. I, I, I think that they had the foresight to see their plan laid out, and I'm, I'm not going to let this article push me the other way. I'm still I, – I know I've said on here that I want them all out, right? Mills out, Perry out, but as long as they're holding their job right now, and as we approach the trade deadline, I'm not going to stress it. I'm not going to get nervous about it. I'm going to wait to see what they do. And and I'll judge it then. But Morris cannot be here. He's your best asset. You signed him to that one-year deal, and I believe it was done for a reason. What is wrong with these people who think that Morris needs to stay here? I, look, they they argue like that he's,
1: he's meant to be a Nick and some shit like that. The- You're going to not try and get a potential late first-round pick? For a guy who was not going to be here next season. And if he's here next season, if we sign Marcus Morris next season to some four-year deal for fucking $90 million, $100 million, you're going to be angry. Everyone's going to be pissed. It's
0: ludicrous. (laughs) But that's what 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 they want. Even if Marcus Morris said to the front office, you keep me here and I guarantee you I will re-sign with you. You can't take his word on that. He left San Antonio over the summer after he gave them his word. Not only are there no guarantees, but when it comes to the Knicks, there's certainly no guarantees. You're going to trust that this is all going to work out if you keep him? And then for what? Somebody's coming off their best year where it's very, very, very likely that he's not going to be able to match these numbers again, no matter what team he's on next year? Again, I, I like the guy. If circumstances were different, I'd want to keep him. I have no problem re-signing him over this summer. But for me not to turn him into a a, a, a first-round pick or some other type of asset that's going to be less expensive at this point and get them under our control, and ultimately I want a draft pick, okay? But you, you can't hold on to him for nothing and just let the season run out and then hope that you're going to re-sign him anyway. That That, yeah. that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, let's use all of our remaining cap space, Barry,
1: to sign Marcus fucking Morris. It's what we waited all these years to free up some money for. Marcus Morris. And he's playing out of his mind this year. But it's not surprising because it is on our team. You see this all the time. Not great players coming to the Knicks or coming to shitty teams and they put up big numbers. They look great. Then they're going to get a big contract. And we don't want to be that sucker team paying him a big contract. Let on, let a team on the verge of a championship sign him. That's the kind of team that should sign him to $15, $20 million a year over several years. Not
0: a young rebuilding team. It makes no sense. Right. You think that he's very um, motivational to the other players. You think that yes, he's a good he teacher. Is. He's somebody that, that's great to have around. Yeah, he is. And, and we had that. You know, for these immatures, find a less expensive youngsters. one. Find exactly. someone who's less we had expensive. That. And hey, the more the more vets that you bring in, not all at one time, mind you, but next season you'll get maybe some new blood in here and they'll rub off on the, the kids the right way. Guys that you see as good role models. That's fine. The more the, hey, the more vets that these guys are around, maybe is is a good thing. But again, not all at once, not all in one team. So we got we got something out of Marcus. And again, maybe we resign him, maybe we don't. But you'll find another character guy next year, and hopefully a lot less expensive at that. How about this news on Bloomberg that
1: came out today? Yeah. The Knicks will get a makeover from the firm. This doesn't matter, but they, of course, like to put this in there because they know it's going to get everyone excited. (laughs) But there was this firm that helped the Nets with their makeover. Right, the translation agency, and more specifically Steve Stout. And now, Right, now the Knicks have hired Steve Stout to help them with their own makeover. Some mixed reviews about this on Twitter. Really? Right? I think Jonathan Macri wrote, this ain't it, chief. (laughs) I don't know if you're allowed to talk shit about Jonathan Macri because you're going out to dinner with him this weekend. Right? Is that this weekend? How do you know? Oh, I know. (laughs) Because I have this intense jealousy, Barry.
0: Oh, get that. That's how I know. But yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, yes, yes, we're allowed to uh, disagree with Mr. Macri. Yeah, this is fine. Of course, this is fine. Who cares?
1: Well, I don't. I wouldn't even say we don't care. I think it's good. Yeah, it's not. Look, and it's not all. But Barry, it's not all about. You know, Brooklyn has those black and white jerseys, right? They got the black and white court, the gray and black court, whatever. It's not about just changing the Knicks jerseys or refreshing them. No, no. the Knicks really do need. To step in to this new young
0: world, yeah, it's not like the Nets are the only client that this guy is, you know, worked with. He, I mean, he's had big, big clients: Anheuser-Busch, the NFL, AT&T, State Farm. These are all huge billion-dollar corporations that this guy helped to transform for the better. So I don't have a problem with this. As, as it's not interfering with basketball operations, it's totally separate. as As long as the players and the coaches aren't sitting like brainstorming for like the next marketing campaign and they're able to work on their 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 basketball game, I have no problem with it. That's Listen, what you if, hire this guy for.
1: If you don't look at the Knicks and recognize that their current brand is that James Dolan is this fucking tyrant, that the Knicks are the worst franchise in all of sports, that the players suck, their fans suck. That's our fucking brand right now. Our brand is we suck. So, if you don't think that that brand needs some sort of fucking makeover, something to make it appealing to players and free agents, you notice that we don't get any of the big free agents. Guess what? That means you need a little bit of a fucking makeover. All right? You need someone to come bring out the best of what the Knicks have to offer to make us appealing again. That's why these brands do
0: that. Yeah, nobody's saying that. And that's why we hired this guy. Yeah, nobody's saying that. Wins aren't the most important thing. Of course we want wins. We want to win. But but this isn't something that's going to hurt you. It's only going to help. Like you said, it's going to freshen up the face of the franchise.
1: Yeah, wins are important, but you need the players. The players think that we're a joke. They won't come here. And the wins will never happen. You can't win in this league strictly by building off the draft. I'm sorry. I know that's what everybody wants to do. At some point, you're going to, have to fucking sign a fucking superstar. And you can't you can't do it with our brand <laughs>
0: it is one of the worst brands in the world right now, right it is well i mean the the only argument I would make is how valuable they are you know they they're worth like four billion dollars you know which is what is that this the second highest in the nBA or something or it's one of the highest if not the highest valued franchises in sports so I can't say it's the worst branding because, you know, otherwise they wouldn't be that. But that's
1: not true. That's New York. That's just the longevity of this franchise that's playing at Madison Square Garden.
0: Right. That's stuff that's holding them up there on that pedestal.
1: Thank God we have that. But when every media outlet, everyone across the board takes every opportunity to mock you and make fun of you 24-7, our brand is being killed constantly. It takes a hit all day long, every day. The fact that we're worth four billion dollars in spite of that is unbelievable. But what you want isn't that not to keep happening. Imagine what they might be worth if we weren't take being taken sh- shots at constantly. If we weren't a running joke. If people didn't. View, if players didn't view James Dolan in the way that we fear they might. I mean, I think it. I think it's hugely important. I feel like the Knicks have been. The brand, the team, the way they operate has just been stuck in the past. I said it, I don't know if it made on the show, but we talked about it a little bit with Buster last week. The NBA is full of personalities, right? Across the board. The superstars, they have huge personalities. They're on Twitter. Uh, They interact with fans. It's a huge part of the game, right? They put themselves out there. Yeah, but I mean- I know the Knicks don't have any stars right now, but, but I do feel like Dolan and the Garden really do- put these strangleholds on their players and they don't really let them get out there as individuals and represent themselves and just, they don't have free reign to go on any podcast they want, to make any appearances they want. Even Buster said it last week. He said, what'd he say? He said he only sees them when they make their appearances at like champ sports.
0: Right.
1: You know, it's usually shit that the Knicks set up, but that's that's one way that they're stuck in the past. They're just not fresh. They're not current. Yeah. Barry has some big news to share with everybody right now. Would you like to share it with, the, with everybody? By the way, sure. let's, let's first of all, we didn't do the crumb cake sponsor yet.
0: Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. <laughs> Yo, yes, that's there, the great news. <laughs> <laughs> that is the great news. There is a great discount on crumb cakes, everybody. That's right. And, of course, we're talking about Clarkson Avenue Crumb. They've used this family recipe which was born in 1950s Brooklyn. These crumb cakes are out of this world. You just go to clarksonavenuecrumb.com. You could order their regular 8x8 crumb cakes, but I'm not just talking about a classic crumb cake. They got tons of flavors to choose from, like salted caramel, Brooklyn Joe, blackout. I got to try I got to try that blackout. I was yeah. so disappointed that that was not
1: part of a sample. Have you had um, that? Um I've not had that one. Sean, can we get Can we get the blackout? If you're listening to this, please.
0: (laughs) Just send it to Craig. Just send it to me. I'm watching what I'm eating right here. All right. Barry's getting a
1: little little makeover by (laughs) mother-in-law.
0: Oh, stop it. (laughs) All right. You hijacked this ad right here. Um, But besides the 8x8 crumb cakes, you can get their delicious crumpkins, which is basically a mini muffin, but it's a crumpkin. and. With our promo code, HardNicksLife, at checkout, you'll get 23% off your purchase. On top of that, for a limited time, in addition to that, 23% off, if you spend over $35, free shipping. Free shipping. So go to Clarkson Avenue, Crumb. Dot, I'm sorry, ClarksonAvenueCrum.com. I do have Ave, a question crumb before you give that.
1: Go ahead. How how many crumb cakes do you need to get into for that
0: free shipping? That sounds... Probably Over
1: two. $35?
0: Well, without the discount, it's normally two, because I think they're like maybe 20 bucks or nineteen ninety five, if I remember right, for, for what, the an 8x8 eight 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 eight. crumb. Yeah.
1: So you got to get a couple of them. Yeah. You so the mouth I, I noticed they have heart-shaped crumb cakes. Is That's that right? right. For va- for just for in time for Valentine's Day? Day. Yeah. You can get a heart-shaped crumb. What else would your significant other, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend want And a crumb cake in the shape of a heart, right? That's right. Yep.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so take a trip down Clarkson Avenue and crumb get some. com. Use promo code HardnicksLife for 23% off your order. And again, $35 orders get free shipping.
1: Get it, guys. Get it. But the real big news, Barry, where are we going to be next week? Is it happening? It's happening. Mm-hmm.
0: It's done. It's done. Now, you um, really,
1: you really made the money necessary to pull this off, or what's the deal?
0: Yeah, yeah, most of it. Most of it, yeah. So uh Wednesday night at the Garden Memphis Grizzlies Craig and I will be seated right behind Mike Miller the first row right behind the Knicks bench I am super excited about that I'm going to get there like super early I'm going to get there a few hours early and just
1: <laughs> just hang out uh, Are you going to leave line. my ticket in will call then because I don't know if I can get there that early
0: Uh it's an electronic ticket so I was hoping oh, to right. just send it to you Dude, I am, first of all, thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're going to see Ja
1: up close. That's going to be cool and all, but why are we torturing ourselves with this game? What are you talking about? Come on, we are one pick away from Ja, and now we got to sit there (laughs) and see him front row. I know. RJ's probably not even going to be playing. I know, he's probably not going to be back He's going to light up the garden. The garden's going to love him. They're going to ooh and ah (laughs) with every fucking move he makes. This is his first time playing at the garden, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a West Coast team. Ever so he probably? He's once. never played there. No, he's never in played college, there right? Before. Right, dude. He's yeah. Like his game, it's gonna electrify the garden. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And me and you are gonna have a fucking front row seat for it. <laughs> That's right. Which is gonna be cool, but it's gonna be torture. So, guys, uh, girls, guys, the two dudes who are all
0: weird and awkward right behind the Knicks bench. <laughs> That's right. I may have to wear my Hard Knocks life T-shirt. What are we gonna to do? What,
1: what What are we gonna wear?
0: I think I I think we gotta advertise.
1: I think I gotta wear the shirt. Can we hand out stickers to the team? I don't know. Are we that close? Are we that close? Are we right behind them? Or are we behind the assistant well, coaches? Yeah, I mean
0: th- that's how it's set up. We're behind yeah, the assistant. Yeah, you those two rows of uh, you know the Knicks and then the assistant coach.
1: So we're really seated behind Royal Ivy. Yes, but Frank's gonna hear me yelling for him like a little girl. Dude, it's right? impossible for them not to They're hear gonna you hear us. when you're that
0: close.
1: So everybody, so they're going to see us on TV. Yeah, yeah. These seats right? are
0: definitely, yeah. Every time they go up and down the court, we're going to be fucking right there.
1: But well, we got to think of something to wear. or Do.
0: Yeah.
1: Can we get some, Can we bring some Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes into the garden? And what if we're seated right behind the bench and we have the full size crumb cake and we've got a knife and a fork <laughs> and the whole game, <laughs> the whole game, we're just like eating that crumb cake. Like it's a nice,
0: fine steak. I'm, I don't want to sit there eating crump. I, I want to enjoy the game. Why do you think this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me to sit this close? You think I want to? So you want to be? So you want to be normal? Yeah, I want to be engrossed in the game. Yeah, <laughs> and free food. Yes. Yeah, we have access to that Delta uh. Lounge where all the celebrities go during halftime and during the game. It's and you get free food in there, free non-alcoholic drinks in there. And can we walk around introducing ourselves? Yes. Absolutely. Just telling them about the hard nick's life.
1: That's what we should do. Yeah, definitely. Get some appearances for the show. That sounds great. You know yeah. we're not doing any of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, dude, that's it. what else is there to talk about tonight? Nothing, right? No. I think that's it. All right, everybody. That's gonna do it for the show tonight. Remember you can follow me at Hard Nick's Life on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. It's a hard life. You can follow Barry on Twitter, at Barry Dworkin.
0: You can call us, 516-33-MESH1.
1: That's 516-336-3741. If you like the show, leave us a review. Tell your friends, don't tell your fucking moms. (laughs) And (laughs) who do we got up next? Toronto. Toronto. And uh, that's it. We did get one voice now. I didn't play it. Why not? I don't know, I probably should. Here, yeah, let me Yeah, why, let, do the, why do you have the do you
0: have voicemail set up if you're not going to play them? For your own your own personal pleasure? Here here we go. All right, let's stop the fucking music for 1 second. Hey guys, I'm in the fourth quarter of the uh Lakers game right now. And Mike Miller's playing Dennis Smith. I mean, I know Frank's having a really bad offensive game, but I mean, I still think what he brings as far as defense and, and you know, he has good connection with Mitch and he he makes smart passes from time to time. I think that outweighs any potential of Dennis Smith doing anything good. And, of course, Dennis Smith comes in the game and now the Knicks are down 11 and they were down, like, four or something like that. I don't know. I just felt like I'd call and vent to you guys because it's really frustrating. I, I don't understand. I thought everybody was on the same page and – realize that Dennis Smith is trash and that he should be traded or something like that. It's a hard next slice, guys. First
1: time caller right there. I didn't recognize that voice or the number. You know, they, he Dennis Smith Jr., he came in for like three minutes, all right, at the end of the Lakers game. I think he actually was something like a minus nine over three minutes, which is crazy. Yeah. But... Dude, he hasn't
0: played in months. It's, it's They're t- just look. getting him some burn. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I sympathize you know, with, with him. I sympathize with, with the coaches because what do you do with a player like that? You know, you, you just 100% give up on him, and you're not going to play him at all the rest of the season? Again, this was a game where Frank you know, really wasn't connecting, um, and Dennis Smith Jr. was ready to play. And sometimes, you know, I mean, what, he's not bound to have a, a good game? maybe he's not a lot of people probably think he doesn't but i mean there's something in there he's a baller right? he's on your team i, th- I think you gotta why-, why not play him you know all right guys look out for us
1: memphis Knicks, next wednesday
0: yeah you'll tweet a reminder i'm sure and from the game i'm sure we're gonna post some videos at the game right for sure what time are you able to get there, dude? Because I'm not kidding. I'm going to try to get to my seat by like 6.15. What time does the game start? I think 7.30. I'll be there at
1: 7.30. Wow. I told you, dude. I'm swamped next week. I know. I warned you. I know. It's all good. <laughs> all right. It's all good, my friend. All right, guys. It is a hard Knicks life.